Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome to Sports Tonight, September 1st. Uh, NFL season is right around the corner. Uh, to preview it, I'm joined by my colleague, Sid Seraf. We're going to focus on the NFC uh, this week. We'll get into the AFC next week. Uh, so, Sid, let's just jump right in. Tyron Smith's injury figures impact Dallas significantly. Uh, do you like Philly to win the NFC East? And uh, as we look in the, uh, the lower half of the division, expectations obviously lower for the Giants in uh, D.C. If one of those teams was to be a positive surprise, so who is it? Uh, out of the Giants in Washington? Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick one, I would say Washington, just because they have the stronger defense. And uh, I think the clock is ticking on Daniel Jones. I mean, they still have talent, the Giants. They still have guys that you think – can be good and can uh, make a positive impact, you know, this season. But uh, I just don't see how they're going to overcome that. I mean, while it's true that Dallas, um, uh, you know, won't have Tyron Smith, if there's one thing that the Cowboys are used to is not having him in the lineup. I mean, uh, last few years he's missed multiple games. It was either ankle injuries or neck injuries or anything like that. Now it's a hamstring. Uh, so I think they'll be – okay especially in that division i still like philly uh especially with their you know the addition of aj brown uh, i think that's really good even though they just traded jalen rager which i thought was very interesting uh i also thought that was interesting to see that uh did you see that video on uh it was on social media i think the last few days of the vikings uh, a couple of years ago when the eagles passed on Jeff justin jefferson and how happy that draft room was uh because the eagles took jalen rager instead and they got who they wanted. Now they're going to have both. So, uh, but yes, if I had to, to answer your original question, I'm sorry. Uh, I still like Washington. I'm not a Carson Wentz hater. Uh, and yes, while Chase Young is out, he should be back at some point. And I just think, you know, total package wise, I think that that team is a little is just a little stronger. Uh, I think the division looks a little bunched up uh, a little bit more than I think maybe uh, most prognosticators have them right right now. I'll give. Uh, Philly the slight edge, and I'd have Dallas right behind, but I don't think uh, New York and Washington will be uh, completely buried. I, I think they, uh, I think it could be a, a near 500 division. That's kind of kind of my guess, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's in Vegas. Left tackle David uh, Bakhtari is hurt. Aaron Rodgers remains in Green Bay. Are you expecting the Packers to figure things out? Uh, maybe focus more on the running game. Or are you concerned about uh, about their offense? I'm not really that concerned about them. I mean, if one thing that Aaron Rodgers has shown us, they've run through, in his time in Green Bay, they've run through a lot of receivers. And uh, he's been able to make uh, productive players out of a lot of his teammates. And uh, I don't think they're going to focus more on the running game. I mean, they kept seven receivers on the roster so far. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. Seems to have figured his personal life out, I guess, at least somewhat with his ayahuasca trips and his uh, appearance on Joe Rogan. So I don't know what, what's going on with him, but uh, I think it'll be the same way, and he's in the right division. Uh, 
I mean, it's if you're going to play in that division against that competition, you're going to have, you know, a, a good chance of winning the division, which I think is easy for them. And uh, hopefully this year, for their case, uh, making a little bit of a run in the playoffs. Well, uh, sticking with the division, Detroit and Chicago both expected to be among the worst overall teams. I feel for Fields, doesn't seem to be a whole lot of surrounding uh, talent. What about the Vikings? Uh, playoff team or no? And if not, what, what holds them back? I'm going to say no. I just They've got a first-year head coach. Um, and it's true, he came out of the McVay coaching tree. And uh, guys that have uh, you know coached under him have enjoyed a, a decent amount of success. Um, in fact, one of his that he just faced one of them in the Super Bowl. I don't see any reason why Kevin O'Connell won't have a little bit more, you know, more success as he goes forward. Maybe it'll be a different kind of vibe in the building from the old school kind of Mike Zimmer style. But uh, I'm pretty worried about their defense. They don't really have a lot of talent. I mean, the, and the talent that they have is kind of aging, and you have other guys that are good, but you don't know what they're going to get out of them yet. And again, we're still in year what of the Kirk Cousins experience. I mean, are we gonna? What are we? What I mean, what are we expecting out of them? I mean, they'll they'll win some games. They'll be a tough out at times, but I don't see them uh, reaching the postseason. I'm not completely sleeping on the Lions. Maybe just call me a sucker for uh, hard knocks because every single year, I whatever team I'm watching, I, I get really pumped up about, and and it's easy to get pumped up when you watch Dan Campbell uh, speaking about anything. So. Uh, who knows? We'll see. I mean, it might be the Vikings in second place, but I don't think the Lions are going to be as bad as they were last season. Yeah, they were actually competitive some weeks. They just didn't have enough sure. to like, uh, yeah, get over the hump, but they were competitive at times. Um, overall, it looks like five wins at a minimum for me uh, in the division for Green Bay, but we'll see. Uh Let's move on to the South. Seems obvious that the uh, the division runs through Tampa Bay and 45-year-old now, Tom Brady. Uh, let's move past the Bucks. Give me your thoughts on the uh, Saints and Panthers. I mean, they still have a good defense. They still have a lot of talent there. Um, uh, Dennis Allen, excuse me, has uh, enjoyed a lot of success against Tampa. Um, but, I mean, is Jameis Winston really the guy? And are they going to be able to handle it without Sean Payton? I don't know. Um, but, you know, listen, it wouldn't be funny if it would, it would make perfect sense to me if the Saints missed the playoffs and yet managed to beat the Bucks twice. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Thomas is back and, you know, maybe they get, uh, you know, get a little bit more of a downfield game going. Uh, this and we year. still don't know what's going to happen with Kamara and right. uh, Alvin Kamara, so we'll, we'll have to see on that. Not that Thomas is a – you know, down the field guy. I know he's always been more of a uh, move the chains, but uh, you know, at least Winston has a little bit more of an arm than anything they were showing last year. What about the Panthers with uh, with Mayfield? Well, I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. When they start out three and zero again this year, I'm not going to freak out like I did last year. Ugh. <laughs> I embarrass myself with that with that take. See what happens when Sam Donald has a good good head coach. And then the bottom fell right out of that prediction. So uh, I'll never make it in Vegas, I guess. But uh, listen, uh, Sam Donald just went on IR, uh, or not IR, he went on the pub list, I think, uh, today. Uh, so the job is Baker's. And um, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. Uh, I was not a guy, you know, I recognize the fact that he played so hurt last year. 
and and I don't know how how much longer I'm going to be able to hang my hat on that, you know, on the injury thing. But no, uh, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, I'm, I'm not even a a Baker fan, but I thought he took too much of abuse uh, for for last year. He was playing, he was playing hurt. Uh, you know, it was really on the coaching staff not to have him out there, <laughs> and the fact that he wasn't effective. I mean, it shouldn't have been a surprise. But he he can be at his best a league average uh, quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he gets a play action going. If you had McCaffrey, actually be able to stay in the lineup Big with, if. with him and more. I mean, they have a few weapons there. They could be uh, yeah. not a total uh, pushover, but McCaffrey will get hurt, uh, and and that'll probably be probably be it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see Carolina the weeks that he is healthy, they're. Uh, their their record of him in and out of the lineup, but it's just uh, you know at some point it's it's more than a trend, you know exactly. Um, especially especially with a running back. I mean, if you're just going to keep getting banged up like that, I mean, it's not like there's anything that the team can do to lessen the impact that you know the hits that he's going to take. I mean, that's just part of the game. Yeah, to your idea of uh, you know last year them starting three and zero, I mean that's something I haven't looked at their schedule that could easily happen again. They could be they could be good again the first. A few weeks of this season, but there will be attrition, and there just isn't, you know, quite enough. Let's head out west. You're in LA. We know you're a Rams fan. You got the defending Super Bowl uh, champion, LA Rams. You've got the highly capable San Francisco Niners, and you got an Arizona team with some talent. So, beyond the proverbial Super Bowl hangover, what's the biggest question with LA? Well, it's the same question that I have almost, you know, I've had the past few seasons. They lose a lot of depth every single offseason. That's not necessarily starting caliber players, but glue got guys who can, you know, sub in, you know, and give you quality uh, downs, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Secondary might get a little thin. So what I'm worried, it's like as their lineup is constituted right now, it looks great. But football doesn't work that way, right? Somebody takes the wrong step. Somebody gets hurt. <clears throat> somebody gets hit. What's going to happen? I mean, if Aaron Donald's going to keep uh, smacking people over the head with his helmet, or not even his helmet, somebody else's helmet, you know, it's going to, if he ends up missing time and uh, other, you know, guys who are not getting any younger start getting hurt, that's when you're going to see, um, you know, them having some problems. And especially what was bothering me was seeing Stafford's elbow issue uh, in the preseason. Now, they're saying now that it's not really a concern, that he looks fine, but, you know, people say that a lot, then all of a sudden, you'll have a third down in week three, and then suddenly, you know, he throws a pass to the sideline, and then he just comes out grabbing his shoulder. Uh, that's not what you want to see because if Stafford's out, then that's over. I mean, they got no – they don't have anybody, you know, that's, you know, any of any quality uh, standing behind him. But, yeah, it's going to be a depth issue. They've got a lot of young players, light, a lot of late-round draft picks that they have on that roster that they hope that they have coached up over the last year or two and that they can actually count on to give them uh, some quality time. So uh, heading up north, you got Trey Lance. He's got a strong uh, roster around him. He's got high-quality coaching. Is he going to perform? Um, I'm trying to see. I was trying to read into this just based on what they've done with Jimmy G. And and I know they, they brought him back this year on a team-friendly deal for this one year. So it's not going to, you know, break the bank with him. But at the same time, the fact that he's still there kind of gives me 
a pause because Jimmy G is a unquestioned starter in this league. I don't see him as a backup. I see him as a starter. Is he an elite starter? That's a different conversation. But he's a starter. He's somebody who should be playing in, uh, who should be playing uh, every game. And the fact that he's still there, we I think that I don't want to say that the Niners are going to have a short leash with Trey uh, Lance, but I don't know if they're going to fill his plate with too much, especially in the early going. I think they're, and it's just like any other Kyle Shanahan team, they're going to find creative ways to run the football and play strong defense and do what they always do. Um, so I don't see them really taking that much of a step back per se, but I don't know if they're going to, uh, if, if you're going to see like a real multifaceted offense, at least in the early going. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there as well. I guess I'm still expecting uh, Garoppolo to be traded. There's been a lot of talk about maybe Pittsburgh or something, but if he's not, then it feels like a little bit of a, a hedge of, uh, hey, if we're in November and we're not uh, seeing the progression that, that we're wanting from Lance and we still have this capable guy who can at least uh, we, you know he's going to run the offense effectively, even if he's not going to be the, the reason why you're winning. It was some, I mean, that was kind of the reason of drafting Lance, right? It was the idea of to go from the game manager to somebody that's capable of winning on his own. But with the talent that's around him, you get the sense that they're just going to kind of uh, ease him in. Obviously, this is a guy who didn't have even a whole lot of college reps, didn't play a whole lot last year. So you wonder just how, how uh, ready it, he's going to be. And it's not just, you know, not many college reps. It was also 1AA or, you know, FCS or what do you want to call it. And I understand that there's been, you know, quarterbacks in the NFL that played at that level and that were able to make that transition. But especially when you didn't have, you know, an extensive college career, then you had that big layoff, layover, uh, layoff, you know, uh, layoff in between during the COVID. And now you're coming in there. Granted, he did have a, a year to sort of sit behind and watch, but we'll have to see. Uh, maybe he'll, um, you know, make big strides real quick, but I, I just really do see them going slow with them, especially in the beginning. There's, there's no reason to throw the kitchen sink at him and destroy his confidence that early. I kind of expect they'll have him looking at half the field and doing a fair amount of running, and I think there'll be, uh, I think there'll be ways that he uh, helps the team and you know, I do believe in, his, uh, in the coaching staff around him. So I'm interested to watch, watch that. Uh, a lot of talent on that Niners team. Oh, yeah. what, what about the uh, cards? Uh, what has to happen for them to reach the playoffs? Kyler Murray has to stay healthy. I mean, this has happened the last couple of years with them. Uh, he gets hurt. You know, they're, they're running, they're firing, they're doing well. And then it's usually around, you know, it's happened around week six or week seven. He takes a really, really bad hit, and he is not the same player after that for the rest of the season until he heals, which is usually not until the off season. Now, yeah, granted, last, the last two years, uh, he's been, like, right around the uh, in the MVP talk, uh, first half of both seasons before like uh, really seemingly tiring out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't, I think the Cardinals did the right thing by giving him his money. Uh, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I mean, it wasn't really a lot of people saying this, but people saying like, Oh, should you pay Kyler? Of course he should. He's got talent. You give him the money. He deserves, you know, he deserves it. He's not a scrub by any stretch of the imagination. Now, granted Cardinals did have a bad loss to the Rams. It was on the road, but this was a, you know, quote-unquote, young team, even though they have some proven veterans on that roster. Uh, and it was on the road, and, you know, they, they look bad, but that's okay. That's what happens with a lot of, you know, ascending teams. They will have a bad playoff loss and then learn from that and come back. And I think they're capable of doing that. And if not, 
Uh, goodbye, Cliff Kingsbury. We'll see. We'll see if somebody else can come in and uh, uh, take over that team and, and take them even higher. But uh, I still think they're a playoff team. So going over your playoff teams again, you had Philly in the East, you had Green Bay in the North, uh, you had uh, Tampa in the South. Uh, the West, do you have the Rams winning the West? Uh, their schedule is a beast. Uh, it's going to be really, really hard. Uh, just check out this, if I may, just for a second. Off their bye week, they start Sunday, October 30th. This is who they play. They play at home against the Niners, at Tampa, at home against the Cardinals, at New Orleans, not an easy place to play, at Kansas City. That is a five-game stretch that is, is really going to test your mettle. And then, you know, they – they got to play the Bills, you know, in the season opener. They got Green Bay on the road. They've got Denver at home. They've got the Chargers at, at SoFi. And what, what they also probably have, and I haven't looked at their schedule, you have it out there in front of you. I imagine there's a number yes. of primetime games that they have, right? Yes, they do. They so have. I always find that to be uh, difficult for teams when they have the lack of uh, uh, schedule continuity, kind of when they're, when they're up and down. They, you know, they're not playing Sunday at 1 every, every week. You know, we've got – We've got the prime time this week, and then we're back again. So it's a. Uh, They've got two thurs two Thursday games, five prime time games. Yeah, and everyone's going to be gunning for the champs. So oh, they're going to get everybody's best shot. Uh, they re- they really will, and so I'm going to say that they're going to win the division. I think they'll at least make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I got I got the NFC West being a three team, uh, three team division. For the playoffs. Okay, so we've got the four division winners. Then it sounds like you're taking uh, San Francisco and Arizona. There'd be two other playoff teams. Who's the uh, Dallas? Uh, 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 right, but you had oh Dallas is the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So that's your uh, NFC playoff teams via Sid. Who's the conference championship? I think we're going to have a rematch of Tampa versus the Rams in the NFC championship. I think the Packers will lose again in the playoffs, as they always do. They'll probably have a home game. They'll lose that. Or who knows? Maybe uh, maybe this will be the year they finally do it, and then you know we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers going forward. But uh, I, I would really like to see a uh, Tampa Rams NFC Championship game. And uh, I'm <laughs> I'm going to pick because I never pick against Tom Brady. I'm going to pick Tom Brady and the Bucks to reach the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, if you've uh, bet with Tom over the years, you've made a fair amount of money. So you made good money, man. <laughs> Absolutely. That's uh, Sid Seraf. You can find him on Twitter, real Sid Seraf, uh, not the fake Sid Seraf. So don't never follow that guy. Never a fake. Uh, we'll be back next week talking to AFC, uh, and we're get we. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the season will be starting next Thursday night. We'll, we'll, we'll be uh, week from today, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thanks, Sid. We'll talk soon. Take care, man. Absolutely. Take care.